Welcome to the Mindful Soul Center podcast. I'm Amy Adams, and today's episode, I interview Karen Jones Meadows. work. She is, she's a playwright, she's an artist, she is an actress, and a harmonizing intuitive. You know, it's not your typical job description, but it's something where she combines all of her her spirituality with her practicality and her creativity. And it's just beautiful because she gives uh, her art to the bigger audience through her plays and visual arts and then she works one-on-one with people and we have such a wonderful beautiful conversation so I hope you'll enjoy it and uh, let me know what you think and now you can listen through on audible and you can leave a review there on the episode or on the show itself you can also um, rate and review us on Spotify Give us five stars or four or three or two or one. Be honest, but just give us a rating. I'd love to have some feedback and um, yeah, and share this episode with people too. All right, now let's get down to business. Hi, Karen. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm delighted to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Can you just tell the audience a little bit about how you got involved into the work that you're doing? I always thought there was more. I not just thought, I knew there was more to life than just the physical plane. I knew that when I was seven years old. And so it's been a long investigation. It didn't, at seven, it was just an awareness. I didn't really kick in until I was in my twenties, my, my early twenties. Um, although I did get initiated to become a witch when I was in Girl Scout camp by a counselor who said, I'm a witch, I think you are too. And she told me about Civil League and being a good witch and all the positive things. And so, yeah, I did do that. I was like, cool. Um, and what I found out with the very first things I did, which were meditation um, and following particular disciplines is that there's this giant arena of life that most people don't know about and don't participate in. And when you, I mean, the second you learn one thing, it pretty much opens up the world. At least that happened for me. When I heard about karma, why you'd be attracted to some things and not attracted to others, why some things freak you out and some things don't. Certain talents that everybody has, knowing that there's a continuity and that, because it never made sense, you you know, you you live, you hope stuff goes well, and then you die. That just never made any kind of sense. So that there's an ongoingness, and that there's an order, because there's an order to everything else. We have the seasons. We we have just everything is in order except for human beings, unless we align. And so I learn to align, and I help other people align. That's what I do. Um, so I I am a um, a harmonizing intuitive is what I like to use because I help people harmonize themselves and then also to be in harmony with the world that they're functioning in 
and um, and then my artwork, my my visual art, plays, film, and soon to be novel, also are about that. I can't help it. <laughs> I just can't help it. <laughs> okay. Well, I want to just because uh, I'm just going to interrupt you if you don't mind for a second because I want to know what's the novel. <laughs> what's the novel? <laughs> what? Tell us a little. I, bit I actually don't want to tell the title of it yet. Oh, However, okay. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't want to see it before I put it out. <laughs> <laughs> but it definitely is about we are being um, nurtured by ancestral energy, by spiritual energy, by animal allies, by our our individual councils, the angelic realms, uh, ascended masters. It's about all of that, um, but also really grounded in following your intuition, you, you know, in it, you hear yourself being guided and some people are going to pay attention and some people aren't. So a lot of it is about the consequences of paying attention and not, which we all know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, don't do that. Run, run now. We go, no, no, it's okay. <laughs> it's like, <"Nope." laughs> so, um, and I'm, I'm not trying to be coy. I simply, really, I don't want to see it before I have it out. <laughs> yeah. well, well, let me just ask you. So is it go going to be more um are you going to put it into a fictional setting or are you going to have non-fiction it's, non it's, it's okay. got the yes so it's fictional it's inclusive um so it has global appeal um it's fun it's really funny um because you know we've had enough heavy to last us a lifetime we, <laughs> and we can learn through joy in fact, we learn better through joy than through agony and pain. We really, really do. <laughs> so, in fact, sometimes I tell clients, ask for a happy lesson. <laughs> you know, can, can you lighten this up and make this much easier? Um, yeah, we have so much going on in the world that we don't need any more heavy. So uh, it, it's intentional. And my new play is like that, too. My new play is called Crystals, I'll tell you that. <laughs> and because um, you're not going to see that anywhere. And um, again, it is... Um, it's about our spiritual evolution. I'm really writing these so that it's so obvious that it happens. Can't, you know, when, when you read this or you see the play, it's like, yeah, that does happen. Hmm, it is attached to something that does happen. And I want the audience to walk away connected to their own spirituality mm -hmm. and individuality and their own guidance and wisdom. And, and I'll use the word sovereignty um, to be themselves. That doesn't mean you harm others. It's really being in alignment and cooperation and organization with the big picture that is you, because we all have our own big picture. And our big picture gets scribbled on by people we meet, by culture, by all kinds of stuff. So it's like erasing the scribbling and getting back to your intention when you got here, which was not to be tortured, <laughs> be tormented. I'm not talking about in any way, you know, really. And right. If, if we liked it, we keep doing it. We don't like it. People are trying to find a way out. We do not like being unhappy. So Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I actually, because I agree with you about that people are conditioned into, we think that we have to suffer sometimes to learn lessons. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really great that, um, 
this is kind of coming about? Because I think a lot of people are afraid to say that they even believe in something or they, because there's this big uh, materialistic kind of viewpoint. And then they just say, oh, that's only anecdotal evidence. You know, it's not real. I don't have the hardcore thing. So how can I believe? And I think people want to believe in, in like the greater, um, you know, that we're all connected and um, it's not just, uh, you know, this kind of materialistic earth that we're on and that, you know, there's nothing else. So, mm -hmm. um, so I really love that. That's a beautiful way to kind of bring it. And I think uh, it'll, for, I mean, any kind of art starts conversations and it gets people talking and uh, connecting and then they start to talk with one another about it. And then maybe the shame goes away with talking about it because they don't want to be considered silly, maybe because they believe in something, even though I think so many people are like closet believers. <laughs> so I don't know. What do you think about that? <laughs> well, it's happening to them. Well, I think it's freeing. It's getting permission. We, 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 you know, we've been con conditioned to need permission from first grade. You have to ask to go to the bathroom. You have to ask to do this. And you're, you're trapped. And it's compared to this, compared to that. And don't, don't be different when you're already different. You know, we're individualized. And I, I like to use, I used to use a, vi a visual for it. But if you get a sheet of paper, just a blank sheet of paper, and you put circles around it, the common energy is the white paper and the circles are our individual selves. You, it's just so obvious when you draw it out like that, you can see. And you have your own self, but you're part of the whole. It's just right there. Also, when you tell people about intuition um, or guidance or whatever, and you ask them to start remembering when they did something, they all can. They just don't latch into it. They don't use that as their dominant um, method of making decisions and making choices. And once they find out, you know, the inner planes kind of know a whole lot more <laughs> than the outer ones and start doing it. Um, yeah, so I just want as many people as possible to latch into the real reality you know when I was learning uh, one of my teachers for astrology she does these two different um charts there's a chart you you decide you're coming in you're going to do this and then you meet your family and go well maybe not because <laughs> I have to conform and you see where you've made the compromise she calls it the compromise chart and you can really see that. And also all these tools that are around, like human design and gene keys and Vedic astrology, which I like a lot, uh, numerology, there are all of these things globally that people practice. There must be something to it. There's an order to, you know, we decided to make a calendar that was convenient for whomever it was convenient for. However, the moon calendar is actually the real one. And when you start following that, you kind of notice things get in sync. So those kinds of, of really basic things that people can find out about and 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 not um, fear because I think it's a lot of it is fear and responsibility. It comes with responsibility as well. Yes, I totally agree with you on uh, the fear part. I think well, I think that the responsibility thing too. I think that's also something though. I think I I find that people don't want to always take responsibility though for mm -hmm. when things are going wrong. It's a tough pill to swallow sometimes <laughs> to say, I had a part in this, you know, when, yeah. 
So I, I know it's, so, so your play for life, um, workshops that you do, is that like, I mean, is that one of the ways that you would help people to become into harmony? Is that like, absolutely. So the way play for life is an individualized, personalized workshop. And so I work with people on their own goals, on their own desires. The, the, um, the, the tag is fire up your fun, freedom and flourish. <laughs> and that's what we want. We all want to have fun. We want our freedom. We want to flourish. And I don't know anybody that's, oh, no, please make me miserable. It doesn't happen. <laughs> so the way that it works is I, I work one-on-one um, -on -one with each person. Um, we do two sessions a month. But I also send out emailed action adventures and their categories, they're, they're four cornerstones. It's a year long program, but people can do quarterly. They have to start, but in order. Um, so this purge, we get rid of our stuff. We all have stuff. I have some new stuff that I discovered the other day. <laughs> it doesn't go away. Purge, emerge, surge, and splurge. Those are the categories. And each one is three months. And the whole point is to support your desire, what you want to do, what your goals are, and also to get real clear about them. You know, what I wanted to do when I was 17 and I'm holding on to now and I really don't want to do it anymore. We get to that too. It's like, I promised my mother I'd do so-and-so and I didn't do it yet. And you have this big guilt and it's stopping you from becoming a skier, which is what you always wanted to do. <laughs> and so um, whatever it is, and also helping each person connect with and begin or expand their connection with spirit and how they interact with their specific guidance so that that expands also. They don't have to need me all the time or anybody. I'm just saying me, but anyone. And we all need help. And then I think that's also like culturally, we're taught be one, stand, stand your own, blah, blah, blah. We're communal people, period. That the planet is not a bunch of, I mean, we get born with somebody. <laughs> Even if we don't stay with them, we get born a, literally attached to somebody. And so, and we attach to somebody to get the young girl to get born. You know what I mean? <laughs> so nothing's alone. Yeah. But I said, so I think one of the things that I find a kind of difficult sometimes too, because I, I agree that like, we're all in this big community, right? We all need each other. We need to help each other. But then I find that sometimes this is also like with the way that the you know the social structure is so we want to be um it's it's kind of well what is that called um oh gosh i can't remember the word it's a word where it's like an oxymoron because like we want to um be a part of the community and take uh place uh not place uh take our have roles with other people but at the same time we want to actualize ourselves and then and we're also kind of fighting against this like social conditioning so to me it seems like kind of like this uh balance that we're trying to find i think that when we when we are self-actualized there is a connection it's a natural part of it not dominated that's different <laughs> and not attaching to other people is different than being in harmonious relationships. And oftentimes we get stuck in relationships because of whatever, we work wherever we want, we hate everybody there, but we get paid, you know, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, and so making smart choices, I, I was actually thinking about Barbara Walters today. I was talking to somebody about getting married. They're talking about them getting married and this and the other. And Barbara Walters once said, her mother told her, you can fall in love with a rich person just as quickly as a poor person. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, what are your needs? Not everybody 
wants to have yachts. Not everybody wants it. And so not basing our choices and our lifestyle and our desires on the external, but we don't even get a chance to know what we want because we're bombarded with, you go to school, you do this, you do that, you get a degree or blah, blah, blah. And if you don't get a degree, this is gonna to happen to you. And then, and then there's all these examples of people who dropped out of high school and had perfectly lovely lives and people who are PhDs and can't find a job. So, you know, it is, we're on our own journey. We really are on our own journey. We just don't have to do it all by ourselves. And I think that's an important thing to remember that there's no pride, which we are taught that there's pride in I self-made, blah, blah, blah. All, all these unrealistic and untrue um, pressures to live a particular kind of way and with particular kind of people. And then if, if I mean, I know from my own experience too, having it kind of struggling as an entrepreneur off and on through my life too. Um, it does, you know, you feel like a real failure sometimes too, no matter what degrees or whatever you've done, because there's like, oh, well, you didn't make it. But having, like you said, like having support with somebody to work with is super important and great because we're not unto ourselves. And, and I know from last year, from July to July, this past year, I did. I knew there was more for me to grow in the spiritual realm, but also the physical. And I wasn't as conscious. I have no earth signs. And so I love it up here, you know, dangling up in the stress. <laughs> Getting grounded is work for me. And so everybody's different. Actually, my best friend is like grounded woman. And she, she does some spiritual things, but she's real earth. She's very bottom line. And I'm, I'm not talking money. I mean, Food, everything is the, the physical world appeals to her. For me, I have to do this, so I will. I've shifted in the last year because it needed to be integrated more. We need different things at different times. I wasn't when I was young. I, I was doing it because I didn't know I wasn't doing it. You know, if, if that makes any any, any sense. Actually, yeah. it does. <laughs> it does yeah. I don't know. I think too, though, maybe, I mean, maybe in a way like those societal expectations and our families kind of pushing us for one thing or another does keep us a little more grounded in a way too. Like that. But it could be grounded in something you don't need to be grounded in. Yes. It's you not know? a, yeah, it's not a conscious choice. That's yeah, uh, exactly. yeah. So the things that, that, um, that I want to be grounded in and the things that my, my mother would keep me safe. Her, her whole existence was safety, you know, don't learn to drive. You could get killed. Yeah. I get killed being a passenger in a car. I'm learning to drive. You know? And so fighting against that. Um, and she wasn't trying to harm me. She was trying to keep me safe. But I can't, being in a sense of fear about everything will kill you is a problem. And so having to determine, have to break that rule because I don't, I don't, I don't want to be stuck not being able to move around in the world. So I'm definitely going to learn to drive. And I did it young. Um, just, just listening to yourself, what your heart's desire is, you know, is really important. If, if you're 60 years old and you decide you want to start the all women's skiing football team and everybody says, well, that's nuts, but you find somebody else. Yeah. I want to be in that. Yeah. I want, it's the right thing for you. Do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I find myself as I'm older too, I'm finally not caring as much about um, the judgments of others. I mean, I, I always thought I didn't care, but yeah. now I look back and I see I did. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's so funny. Yeah, so, so I started to tell you this past year, I worked with lots of different people, learning different, um, well, number one, for myself to open up some energy fields and, and um, areas that I needed to do and to um, resolve. And what I found is working one-on-one -on -one is what works best for me. I like groups sometimes going in, but for the most part, I need the one-on-one. -on -one. I don't want to hear about everybody's story. I want to get my stuff fixed. <laughs> um, if we can call it fixed. I always said, I'm not, I'm not a healer. I'm a transformative catalyst. And I help people transform. Um, a tra I'm sorry, transformation catalyst. I help people transform what it is in them that they want to transform or what their guides tell them because we don't always know. I love the guides and I go with the guides. I go with the guides over everything else because they're immediate, they're right here and they know what's going on and they know what's going to happen. And paying attention to them is really helpful. They've got the long-term vision that most of us don't have um, off the top, not like they do. And so- well, and can I just uh, cut in here sure, yeah. and ask you to talk a little bit about that? Because maybe people don't really know what that means. So okay. having guides. Yeah. All right. So when I when I um, when I read for somebody and I do intuitive readings, I have to say for a lot, but I also do intuitive readings for people or psychic readings. And um, I, I usually get their birth information because there's, there are a couple of things I look for. And you don't need me for this. So I'm just telling you um, your north node, your, your astrological north node. And your eclipses, you have a solar eclipse and a, lun a lunar eclipse. One is what you know how to, how to do and you automatically do it. And one is what you're learning to do. And um, so those are, that's good information to have. Um, you go, oh yeah, that makes sense. Our North Node, we usually have a resistance to because it's asking us to move beyond our comfort zone. And so it usually takes a while to get that going. But when I read for people, I, I tap into their guides and my guides. And my guides, I'm, I'm always pointing, you can't see me, but I, they always come from the left. My guides come from the left. And, they, and they're funny, but they're exact. They're not always funny, but they are funny sometimes. I always have, they always give me things for them to do, to tell the, the, the person I'm reading for to do, um, actions to take, what's going on. And um, sometimes ancestors come in, sometimes just beings come in, people come in, and we do all of that. I do use tarot, uh, but sometimes it's just there. I like tarot because of the visuals, and I can show people. Um, but you know, it's, it's a graphic, um, and it's interesting. Sometimes they go, no, 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 no. That doesn't happen often. Somebody says no. I say no. We got to keep going. I've learned that if somebody says no, it's because they don't. They're not conscious of it. I've never ever had somebody say, no, 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 that's not true. And it wasn't ever. Um, and so I, I have I've had to learn to trust them. I've been doing this since 1987, 86, 87. So I've been doing it a while. Um, and once people begin to trust that there is guidance, usually initially from someone else, they then begin to trust that they can contact their own. Um, it's by degree, um, but I think it's important because the scariness goes away. I was never afraid, which is wonderful. I was never afraid of this at all. Um, and I don't get scary. I, I work with the light. I work with divine presence. I like to use the creator of creation. That's the energy that I work with. And so I don't have any scary. I never, I don't, um, 
you know, say this horrible thing's going to happen. None of that. That it's it's not it's not that. That's not the the force field that I'm working with at all. So basically, when people have guides and then they, um, it's kind of, it can be their ancestors or angelic beings or different beings, right? It doesn't have to be one kind of. Yeah, they're all different kinds. Yeah, when, I mean, when I when I start reading, I invite in um, um, your guides, council, elementals, ascended masters, devas, angels, conscious ancestors, not just any old ancestors, conscious. <laughs> Because even some of the ancestors are unconscious. <laughs> okay. Any entities of the light that can assist with this reading. Yeah. That's that's what I do. Um, and so the elementals, you know, I don't know that much about them, but when they pop up, they pop up. And so um, that's fun. Uh, and I learned a lot about the animal allies over, over the last year. Um, I love I, I love past life regressions. I don't do them. But I, to get the right person, and I do know some of the right people. If anybody wants to contact me, I'll tell the right people. Um, and I'm going to have a page. It's not on my website yet, but I'm going to have a page with some people who I think are great practitioners in, in other areas um, so they can contact them. Yeah, but I love past life regression. You can learn so much from a good past life regression, but you have to have the right person. You really do. You have to have the right person for everything. And everyone is not for everybody either. That, that's really important. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of like therapy or any of those things that you do. You kind of can interview a person to see if it's a right fit, and if it's mm -hmm. not the right fit, then don't do yeah. it, and then yeah, find exactly. the person. Yeah, and, and don't conform too. You're not trying to conform into what they're telling you either. Does does it resonate? Yeah. And that's something a good reader will always say: Is that making sense? And if it's not, you get to where it makes sense, um, and the person can sit with it. I mean, it's it's you're not cramming stuff down people's throat. You're not trying to get them to do anything, it's opening up this realm. And we, we do it all the time. We feel stuff before we act on it. We think something before it comes out of our mouth. That's, that's intuition. That's your, that's your body and your mind. Your, your body freezes un, under certain circumstances. And so all of that is beyond the physical. Nobody sees my emotion unless I show it to them, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's just so interesting though, because then, so you, you call in the guides and would you do that in even like the play for life personal workshops? Oh, yeah. That, Cause oh, yeah, I do so that. you do when, it with when, the, yeah. When, when they need to be twice a month, we go over the, the adventure that they're doing. So I'm going to just use one. One of my favorite ones is what am I tolerating? And, and it, it, it's a pretty heavy duty adventure and you'd be amazed at what we're tolerating. <laughs> and so it's people, oh, yeah. places, and things and stuff in ourselves. And I, I had one woman call and she said, girl, you have me on the floor. I almost died. I'm kicking people out of my life left and right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's getting to why, you know, you go to, it's not just make a list, but why are you tolerating it? And, and, and what's the payoff or the not payoff? And then you come up with three things you're not going to tolerate and how you're going to cease tolerating them. It could be my bedroom's a nightmare. And I always say I'm going to clean it up, and I don't do it. So, so fix that. That's fixable within your world. Um, uh, it's just all kinds of things. So that's that's. So we would go in. They would do the work, uh, do the adventure. I like to call them adventures, so that <laughs> keep the fun in it. And then um, see how things turn out. And then I go in psychically and, and see what the guides want to say about what they're doing. Sometimes they may be paying attention to something and going, no, we want you to do this. Because when you do this, it's going to free up some other stuff. So mm -hmm. that, yeah, I definitely do that. 
And the reason I'm doing it, as, as I said, that one-on-one -on -one specific to you is really, to, for me, it's the most important thing now for myself, but also for others. It's nice to get in groups and we do, we will get in groups periodically and, and, and we'll always have fun stuff with that. However, if I'm trying to, to launch a business or, or buy something or increase my income or change my relationship, I don't really want to sit through five hours of somebody else's stuff. I want to get to my stuff. And that's yeah. what we're doing here, the deep dive. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think time, our time is so valuable too. I mean, and I think oftentimes we, I mean, just I'm speaking, I guess, for myself, and I think I'm not the only person in the world that does this, is I sometimes allow myself to get caught up in things that I shouldn't be spending my time on, and not just mm -hmm. like at work or something, but even in relationship or, you know, different things. Yeah. yeah. And we have some tools also with this, and this is, again, you don't need me for this. There, there's there's a, um, an app on the phone called Habit Share. And you can download it and write down the habits you're trying to cultivate. I have on mine, I have eat breakfast by 11, 11 a.m. I told you my earth thing. I don't, I don't even know I didn't eat yet. It's two o'clock and I go, oh, I didn't eat yet. Uh -huh. I, don't, I don't need the whole world to go. You will now, but but <laughs> on, on, on my app, so you, you check off the days you got it right. You don't punish yourself. You just go, okay, Karen, three out of four days, you didn't do it. Let's get that back. Because I want to do that for a, num a number of reasons, including fuel in my brain fire is better if I have some food in it. It's yeah. remembering to do it. But you just put whatever you want on your app. And so if you have these tolerating things and you said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work at not tolerating this and I'm going to make the habit of, I don't know, hanging my clothes up if it's the bedroom thing or, or cleaning the bathroom or whatever, just to track and go, I am paying attention or I'm not paying attention. The other thing that, that I have that I love, and I, I do a workshop with this, but I can just tell you, I was going through a major meltdown craze around uh, money. And this was a few years back and I was supposed to receive money and I didn't receive it and I was nuts. And I was freaking out and my guide said, build an altar. I'm like, what are you talking about building an altar? I need money, altar really? And so I'm having a fit. And they're like very calm, like build an altar. And then they told me how to do it and to do it with tears. And, um, you know, level, when I say tears, I mean level. I had tears, but level. <laughs> um, <laughs> and put a picture of myself on it was the first thing I had to do, a current picture, because I'm the only one that's going to make these changes. And so, not a picture when you were adorably eight years old, right now, right here, put that baby up there, print it off your computer, take, take, take our selfie. I don't care how you get it, get it. And then the top tier is what's important to you. If everybody fall off, fell off the planet, what's important to you? Then the second tier is you in your world, the things you have to do, your family, your work, whatever. The second tier is you in your active world. And the bottom tier is how the world impacts you and how you impact the world. And you put things on there that, that represent this. Um, and sometimes they change. I'll, I'll have, like my son's picture might be on the top one sometimes, and then, I will remove him because nothing's major is happening. I'm not removing him from my life. It's just not a focus. Right. So this is what you're focused on. It's interactive. You don't just walk by and genuflect. It's interactive. You do stuff. You can do them side by side. It's the three that matter. Right. And so sometimes I do, I do a workshop where I walk people through and you use what you have. You also don't go shopping. I mean, you might get a frame for your picture from the dollar store or something, but this is not go out and buy stuff. This right. is, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it made a bunch of difference. And I, I actually talked about this recently and someone said, well, what was the outcome? And the outcome was 
I called the people, I called the controller's office from the people who were holding up my check. And the controller, the next day, express mailed it to me, cut it and express mailed it to me. I would have never done that in a million years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, it's yeah. like a like a three-dimensional vision board, right? I mean, yeah, like yeah, that's perfect. That, that yes, that's a perfect way to put it. Um and but also you're focused on that. So the energy around you can do, because we yeah. block the energy. I'm focused on what's not happening and I'm mad and blah, blah, blah. And I can't do anything about it. These people don't care and blah, blah. When I'm doing this, the space opens up for our spirit, our individual spirit and all the, the um, allies to this to make stuff happen and, and to get the idea called the controller's office. That wouldn't have occurred to me in a million years. Yeah. Um, I also, some, something that I suggest that people do to get a feel for, um, and I know you do mindfulness, but when you wake up in, in, in the morning, kind of visualize the energy, the, your outlined body inside of you, the thing that makes you breathe, the things that makes your heart pump and your lungs work and your kidneys. What you don't see is activating you. We don't activate ourselves from the outside. We're activated from the inside. So let that fill you up. However, it could be golden light. It could be silver. It can be, it could be whatever it is. But let that take a deep breath, and like include it in 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 your out of breath, so that you're united with this energy. That's you uniting with your spirit. And sometimes setting an intention. And I really I learned something. I took a a, a class about um, finances and money recently. And she said, intentions are nice, decisions are better. So make a decision. And I really love that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Well, yeah, I think maybe intentions are good for the things that we really can't uh, see for ourselves yet. Uh huh. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, sometimes things are right in front of us. Yeah. And, yeah. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And think about it with also with people who, you know, we will make decisions and and go to bat for others in a way we don't go to bat for ourselves. We get yes. real hardcore bottom line, like I'm not letting that happen to you, okay, you know. But we won't stand up in, in the same way frequently for ourselves. There, yeah. there, there's, there's some sort of disconnect and so. Yeah, all right, we're gonna just take a quick little break here and then we'll be right back with Karen. Okay, everyone, one of our biggest challenges is making time to practice anything from a regular yoga practice to finding 10 minutes from the 1,444 minutes in a day to sit quietly alone without interruption, to enjoy a breath of fresh air and allow ourselves to just be in the moment. I want to help you solve that problem. I want you to be able to find the time. Check out Introduction to Yoga. Don't just think it, do yoga. It's Introduction to Yoga is book one. There is a book only version and then there is a book and planner version. This book is broken down into bite-sized pieces. We go over what is a mantra, what is a mudra, what are some of the most essential poses. And we talk about concentration and meditation, the different styles of yoga, the different paths of yoga. This is a book that will not create overwhelm. We want to do a practice. So this book gives you really good information. There's over 100 pages of text and it's in full color. And then there are journal and diary and tracking pages for gratitude. I'm not, I can't even sit here and waste all your time. Just go get it. It's in full color. It's beautiful. 
it'll help you do yoga. So I would just like to like bring it back a little bit towards your visual art and your okay. writing. And okay. I mean, was that something that you like wanted to do your whole life or was that something that you kind of uh, eventually evolved into that? I actually, well, I always knew I'd be a writer. I didn't know what kind of writer. I just knew eventually. And I, I had, when I was little, I think 56 is when I'll be a writer. I don't know where they came from. When I say little, I'm like 10 years old. I'm thinking I'll become a writer at 56. I had no clue what 56 even was. I wanted, wanted to be an actress and I am an actress. And that's what I did first. However, um, acting makes you have to travel and do all kinds of stuff. And I had I had a, a young son at the time and now I have an old son. <laughs> um, and um, I joined a group called Page Performing Arts Building Ensemble and we wrote and performed and it was local and it was fine. It was satisfactory. I was in the Boston Black Repertory Theater. Um, I, I loved it. I didn't see it necessarily needing to be a career. I had that balance. So I talked about the North Node, South Node. So my South Node, being home makes me happy. Home, family, sitting down. My North Node is you have to do big business. And so I'm going, no, no, get away from me. I like the family. Let's have a, a picnic and cook and have Donna Reed's household, you know? But it's like, nope. And so that's how I got there. So with the, the playwriting, I just thought, let me see if I can do it. And the, the first thing I wrote was a, became an off-Broadway show. And, and then I had a career as a playwright. And I still do. Um, and the intuitive work took over. I'd say. So it informs everything. I didn't think I'd be doing, you know, these playful life. And I did draw, I had did drama as a healing art when the pandemic first started, because I had two shows and six workshops get canceled right, right when the pandemic happened. I was supposed to leave like on that Monday that they shut everything down on Friday <laughs> or they shut it down on Friday, whatever. And so drama is a healing art, and I do see it that way. That gets back to why I love theater, is you can learn the lessons without having to go through the process. You learn by characters, <laughs> and it includes all the arts. I've always said, if, if I ever went back to school for anything seriously, which isn't going to happen, but if I ever went for a degree in anything, it would be in set design, because I love sets. I love the beauty of the painting. With visual art, I would take a class here, a class there, just because I wanted to, like a little escape. My mother died a few years ago, and they had a workshop um, called um, Collage, like Picasso, I think was the name of it. It was something like that. And it was literally down the street. And so I went. And that's how I started doing the visual art on an ongoing basis. I fell in love with it. It's peaceful. For me, I try not, I've been, I've been in some shows where I had a deadline and I'm, I'm now doing, I do the artwork and then I go on the show because I didn't like being up five o'clock in the morning, freaking out, not finished. <laughs> that didn't make me happy at all. <laughs> so, but I do love it. It, 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 it includes, um, I'd say all of my gifts and all, and all of my skills go into it. More and more, all of my gifts and all of my skills are going into everything. I also use it in, in, um, in play for life, uh, one of the components is they do some visual art. I, I actually took a course um, and, and, and became certified as a, a, an art therapist, as a visual art therapist. And so 
um, I'm not putting a shingle out, but I can include some of what I've learned and things in that. And also my guides tell me what to do in the adventures as well. So mm. that, that, that's a component. You know, you mentioned um, a vision board. Mm-hmm. So visual journals are something that I do. I learned, I learned to do that several years ago. And that's something that that my that my clients and the people who are a part of um, Playful Life are doing too. It's really nice. I really love doing that. So yeah, I that was I my my, my mother passing. It it was um, I wanted to do something I'd never done before just to take myself out of that. I put it that way. Yeah. And so the visual art that that's why I did that. I was like, let's do something that disconnected from everything, from anything. And you're creating beauty for the fun of it, just for the joy of it. And, but somebody bought something and then somebody else did it. Like, oh my God, okay. And then I love doing it now. I applied to, that they had these grants, fellowships, something for artists to do an art project in the community in Albuquerque. And I received one, one of them. So I'm going to be doing a workshop um, I like making staffs. I thought I would like making staffs. I thought that was something. So I made one. There it is back there. I uh-huh. don't know if you can see it, but it's back there. And I called it, I, I call it walking with wisdom. So it's walking with wisdom and I use what I had. It's things that I had that weren't doing anything, but I loved yeah. them. You know, there was yeah. a, a, a piece on top. I did, I did the play, I did Harriet's Return in, which is about Harriet Tubman in, um, in Oakland. And these sisters said, you're one of our sisters. And they gave me this thing, it's really, really cool. And it was just there, you know? So now it's part of the staff. Yeah. And I have a little, a little purse down on the bottom of, of it where I can put my driver's license and money if, if I wanna walk out with the staff and have that with me. Um, there's a, a doll on it that I got in Haiti, a little doll. Um, it's just got feathers from different, one is, um, one is an eagle feather that somebody gave me uh, I have a friend who's Navajo, and she gave me that feather, which because you can't just get those feathers. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Anyhow, there's a variety of things on there, and so I'm doing a workshop where people will make their own, and they have a choice of a wand or a staff that they'll uh-huh. make that vibrates for them and resonates for them and, and reminds them of who they are and their wisdom. That's part of the process. Yeah. And I think, well, I I love what you're doing because I feel like you're bringing magic. Like I think. Well, this has been a thing that I've been thinking about a lot lately. I feel like people, especially with the world events, of course, you know, we do have to be grounded because we do live in the world. I mean, Mm -hmm. we're here, (laughs) but um, I think people lost a lot of the magic. And so I feel like what this harmonizing and the playing and the, you know, we don't have to be in the suffering mode to have the good lessons and we can make staffs and have, like, I love the idea of wands and the staffs because that really reminds me of the magic. So exactly. (laughs) And that there's so much beauty and wonder. I mean, I've stopped watching news a long time ago. I see news because it pops up when I'm getting ready to go online, but I do not watch the horror stories. If I need to know something, I do. It, it, it's basically vibrating throughout the whole planet. Yeah. But so is beauty, and and so is wonder, and so are people doing some amazingly constructive things in the world to that support humanity and all life forms. And that's important too. I mean, I learned a lot about all life forms. I'm from New York, and the Bronx. So nature wasn't my. I mean, there's some grass there, but you know. It, it's not a nature. It's like you can go to the town of gardens. <laughs> but now I live in real nature. I, I understand. In fact, I have a spider that's been visiting. 
at first I was terrified because it's big. I'm not usually afraid of spiders, but this thing is big. And then I said, you know, is the spider walking on you? Is it bothering you? Is it hurting you? Leave the spider alone. You'll, you'll have your separate spaces. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> There's enough room for everybody. <laughs> exactly. But don't bite me. We'll be fine. <laughs> don't walk on me. We'll be fine. I'm not like that. I mean, I'm not a, um, I'm better. I wouldn't say I'm a nature person, but I'm certainly better than I ever <laughs> And I understand the value. That's for sure. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, that, um, I mean, I'm going to show put all of your website information and a lot of information in the show notes so people can find you and link to you and uh, hook it up with you with the social media and all that good stuff. Okay. But is there any last message that you want to share with the audience that we maybe didn't cover? Just that, I mean, I think the most important thing is we did not come here to be unhappy. We didn't come here to suffer. We're here to evolve, expand and enjoy our lives and not compare ourselves. I think that's huge too. Not compare ourselves to anyone, anywhere and to really link back in with yourself. Um, this is, I'm gonna give you this last thing, which is a meditation that, that anybody can do and it sometimes gives them insight. Well, most times gives them insight. You take your name and, and as though it's in a big block, you put it across your forehead. How if you want all your names, fine, or just your first name, whatever. And you get your own rhythm of breathing. It can be minus eight, a count of eight in, a count of eight out, or whatever it is. And you just get a nice rhythm. And then you focus on your name for maybe three, five minutes. And don't censor, just see what comes in. See what you're being told. See visual, you know, people hear, people see, whatever. And after you, you've gotten that, you've done like, as, as, as I'd say, three, five minutes, if you're 10, if you're that day if you can and then write out everything that that happened and then the next day then put it away the next day go back and highlight some things that pop out at you about you you can really get insight about you from doing that and I, I think it's a really really nice easy meditation and access to your intuitive powers that's wonderful. Well, thank you for sharing all your wisdom with us. And um, I hope that people will find you. And I would love to sometime take your Play for Life workshop. <laughs> so, and um, I, mean, I also am doing, I mean, you can, I do uh, um, an, an, an exploration. So you can, you know, fill out the little thing and contact me and we can just explore. We can talk and that's free. That concludes our episode. Thank you so much for listening. And if you like this podcast, leave a review. Music in this episode includes Lone Cannon by Pazu and Enchanted by Cody Martin.